Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The Nets today officially named Jock Vaughn as their new head coach. I don't know who the people in the room were. Thank God that Josiah and Marks finally listened. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Brooklyn backed off the initial plan to hire Ime Udoka based on several factors. Felt like a situation where they couldn't add another layer on top of that with the baggage that Ime was bringing in. And so they didn't. And it was a wise, wise move on the part of the Brooklyn Nets. Nets, by the way, are part of ESPN's doubleheader tonight. Nets, Knicks at the Barclays Center. Then later on, Lakers, Clippers. I know you're excited to stay up late and watch your team. Enjoy every last moment of two and eight in basketball. Oh, no, I'm going to hate watch the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, Carla, I, I, I literally sit there hoping that it's even worse than I've come to expect. <laughs> Just from the standpoint of I'm a fan and I'm forced to watch it, and if I have to endure it and be miserable, then I want you to feel more miserable than me. There is there is a larger discussion around hate watching that I have to get your take on, yeah. but it, now it's not the time and place for that. And that's fine, but I mean, yeah. you hate watch the Brooklyn Nets, don't you? Uh no, I kind of enjoy watching the Brooklyn Nets because I know it's going to implode. Oh, okay. Like, that's the thing. I enjoy watching that. If I were a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, you would be I would be hate-watching the situation. But you're just enjoying this. I hate-watch the Texas Rangers. So, so hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me get this right. Because I know you enjoy watching the Green Bay Packers go down in flames. Right, but I'm not which a fan one, of theirs. Which one do you enjoy more? Watching the Packers struggle or watching the Nets disaster? Yes. <laughs> that is the right answer, sir. The right answer. Well, Sean Marks just a little while ago met with the media, and they announced earlier today that Jacques Vaughn would be their permanent head coach, and they were not hiring Ime Adoka. Here's Sean Marks. You know, uh, like all other searches we've ever done, whether it's front office or, or, or coaching stuff, you know, it's never appropriate to talk about who may or may not have been a, a candidate for, for this job. All I can tell was there was an exhaustive search. You know, we went through candidates, and, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, it was Ime Adoka that they were going to hire. Mm-hmm. And as Woj pointed out uh, earlier today, or reported earlier today, they backed off because there was a lot of heat around the situation, and they did not want to make things worse, especially with what has gone on with Kyrie Irving. And I would certainly get the impression that there were some high-level voices, whether it's Adam Silver or maybe other people from Boston or whomever, yeah that did not want to see Ime Adoka be a head coach again in the league this quickly after what just happened up in Boston with his whole situation with the inappropriate relationship and inappropriate comments. Yeah, and I'll give you credit for it because that's one of the things that you talked about when the Ime Adoka rumors started to bubble up to the surface for the Nets. You said if they hired him without this guy seemingly serving his penance that the... I guess the impropriety or whatever he did within the Boston Celtics organization that led to him being in an ouster, that was going to come to life. They were going to make that public just because he didn't really face any significant punishment for doing what he did in the gross, um, I guess, abuse of trust and power. Uh, And so in looking at this situation now with the Brooklyn Nets, they didn't want that smoke, Carlin. Not with everything else that they're dealing with. But here's the other thing that I think is point we got a note. The Brooklyn Nets gave Jock Vaughn a deal to make him the head coach for the remainder of this season and for the following season. That's it. Yep. That ain't a huge vote of confidence in terms of him being the long-term answer at head coach. This is be our head coach right now because we can't hire the guy we really want, Nime Adoka. But we may a be able to was, in a year. A guy that was in our building a couple of years ago. Yeah. We can't hire him right now. 
You're going to be the guy. We'll give you the official head coach tag. We'll drop the interim label. But don't have any illusions on this being your job long term because that's probably still going to be Ime Adoka. We just can't do it now with all the scrutiny that our franchise is facing. Yeah, no, I would expect even still that a year from now his name would pop back up. Yeah. And and I'm not going to be stunned if he is that coach. I think a year, from, think a year from, from now the league office and people in mm-hmm. NBA circles will be more amenable to him having a job because they would feel like he served some form of punishment or discipline. Absolutely. And yeah. I think people in Boston who were directly affected by it would at least feel like he was punished in some way. Yeah, yeah and it would give those wounds a chance to heal, right, without yeah. having to deal with seeing Ime Adoka. Right. Because that's in the same division. And, and it's in the same division, and it would be a huge story every single time he's back in Boston. Yeah. And, every, and frankly, around the NBA, it would be a huge story for a bit. Yeah. I give them credit. The one thing I was curious about is— You don't give the Brooklyn Nets any credit, though, right? They don't deserve credit for this. Well, they deserve credit for no, coming to their senses. No, they don't deserve credit for coming for to their stuff. senses. No, they don't deserve credit, Carlin. I don't think they did come to their senses. I think there was an immense amount of pressure <laughs> behind the scenes, hey, Chris, by the league Chris, office. Let me ask you a question. What's up? If this was the Knicks and it was Jim Dolan, do you think that would have made a damn bit of difference? Why? Why are we doing that? Is, well, Jim, is, Jim, is no. Jim Dolan the bar? My point is, is that the bar. My point is, there are plenty of owners that would not have come to their senses. Sure. Because they don't want, as as we just saw with Robert Sarver in, in his ouster, that he went down swinging. Yeah, you know. That's true. And so my point is, owners don't usually like to be told what to do. So I'm not going to give them but credit, this, but, but I'll this, at least acknowledge that they came to their senses. But in this situation, it would have been even more embarrassment for the franchise where they did not have to take it on. Look around professional sports right now. No, I get it's it. It's happening it happens all the time. All the time. But I mean, you, th- there's. There's certain landmines that you can avoid yeah. as a franchise, and the Ime Adoka one is an example of a landmine that you don't have to step on if well, you're Brooklyn. I, because Ime Adoka ain't stepping in to save no. this season. That's the other thing that we have to consider, Carlin. Like, Ime Adoka's going to be there. There's nobody else that's desperate enough to touch him right now. No. It's the Brooklyn Nets, or he's sitting out for a year. And you, if you're Brooklyn, you can have a chance to go after him after this season. But the reality is, Ime was not going to be able to make it work with Kyrie, Katie, and Ben Simmons this year. Well, this is what I'm curious about, Chris. Does this now, um, because they can't hire him in the moment, because I am of the firm belief that when they came together with KD and KD decided to drop his trade demand, Mm. that part of that discussion was, if things go south early with Steve, we'll hire Ime. Yeah, that was in the works. Uh, Yeah, and I think that was all KD. Well, think about it. I mean, it was less than 24 hours after Steve Nash got clipped where we heard that Ime Adoka had the inside track to be the next head coach. Okay. So that that was but, that was already in place. They had discussed this. But here's my question now. KD, in this situation, is he going to want to ride this out? Is KD going to be here to see Ime become the head coach? Well, I don't know that KD is going to have much choice because he's under contract for three more years after this one. But what I'm saying is, is he going to try again to get traded? Well, they tried is... to find somebody that they could trade him to, and nobody would give them the package that they wanted. Yeah. So KD didn't have any choice. KD doesn't have any leverage right now. He doesn't. No, I I think as time goes along, he gets more leverage. Oh, he does. But again, Carlin, three more years after this one? Yeah. I, I just, I don't, you know. I guess my point is, is it going to appease him a year from now, is that a carrot that they will dangle in front of KD to make him a little bit happier a year from now that Ime could finally be his head coach? Well, here's what I will say. 
I think it's good business for the Brooklyn Nets to get Ime Adoka as their head coach, regardless of KD being on this team. I think Ime is a damn good coach, and he's shown the ability to be able to make the most of the talent that he inherits. And I also think he's done a good job with developing certain players. So, I, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets could do worse in finding their Nets head coach that's going to be around long term. Now, one other thing we need to hear from Sean Marks on is obviously Kyrie Irving. And this was uh, him earlier today. Now, Kyrie, uh, as reported yesterday, met with Adam Silver. And, you know, maybe he's on the path back to being with the Nets with the things that they need him to do. Here's Marks on Kyrie. You know, on the Kyrie front, when when we have news to share and updates, we, we will do so at the appropriate time. As of now, there's, there's nothing to share. Have you talked to him? I have talked to his representatives, yeah. So there you go. I've talked to his representatives. That's not. I, that's not. What you've talked to him. That? What the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, if you're trying Chris. to work things out with the team, Chris, the GM shouldn't have to talk to his representatives. The Ky- GM should Ky- be able to talk to the player. Kyrie does not want to hear from anybody. I, I'm speculating when I say that. He still has not apologized into the camera, and I'm not going to expect that at this point. Because this is going to be a disaster. It really is. This is going to be a disaster. And yet, I'm not hate watching it. I'm enjoying watching it. Wow. <laughs> because it has just been an utter nightmare. I don't wish this upon Sean Marks or anybody else. I Sean just think, Marks made his bed. He, I, exactly. turned, he made his bed. I don't exactly. feel bad for him. Exactly. I don't feel bad for him. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, listen. I love a good dumpster fire. I love a good dumpster fire. And the Nets, they're not the only one we need to talk about. Sorry. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is from John Kime. Let me, um, let me just, this is, he tweeted this a few minutes ago. John Kime is uh, ESPN NFL Nation mm-hmm. uh, who covers the commanders. Okay. So he tweeted this just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, in case you had not heard, the D.C. Attorney General is holding a press conference with a major announcement regarding the Washington Commanders. This is from John, who uh, got this statement from a Commander's spokesperson regarding the press conference tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure what to do with this, but I'm, I'll read it to you. No, anyway. you got to read it, because yeah. I'm sitting here looking at it, and yeah. this is... This is very ominous yes. for the organization to do this. Less than three months. This is the start of the statement from the commanders. 
Less than three months ago, a 23-year-old player on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C., today the Washington commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that the D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to, quote, make a major announcement related to the organization tomorrow. The commanders have fully cooperated with the AG's investigation for nearly a year. As recently as Monday, a lawyer for the team met with the AG who did not suggest at that time he intended to take any action and, in fact, revealed fundamental misunderstandings of underlying facts. It is unfortunate that, in his final days in office, Mr. Racine, who is the attorney general, appears more interested in making splashing headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing the hard work of making the streets safe for our citizens, including bringing justice to the people who shot one of our players. Canty, is it just me? Oh is it just me? And, <laughs> who, and, and who, I have to who be, is on the legal team and the PR staff for the commanders? I, I have who? to be clear, okay? We know there's a lot going on with Twitter, so I promise I checked that this is John's actual account yeah. like four or five times yeah. before I read that. That's John Keim working for ESPN covering the commanders. Is it just me? Oh, my gosh. Or did the Washington commanders just use their player who was shot in not defense of, but rather they used his shooting in attacking the attorney general for going after them on something else. That's exactly what happened, Carlin. That, that is trying to distract away from whatever misdeeds or impropriety has been taking place with the organization. But think about this. For the D.C. attorney general to be going after the Washington commanders, not to mention the federal government is actually investing the Washington, investigating the Washington commanders as well. The, the the what is it the attorney for the east uh, the one of the districts in 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 the in the area is actually going after the Washington commanders as well. So there have been some concurrent investigations by state and federal governments into what's been going on with the Washington commanders for their team to issue a statement putting Brian Robinson Jr. at the forefront of it to try to deflect away from what's been going on with this franchise and the culture under Dan Snyder for the past two decades is absolutely ridiculous. And here's the thing, Carlin. We have no idea what the attorney general is going to announce, but they do. They have an idea. So let's let the facts that the attorney general is coming out with speak for themselves, and then we'll go from there. But for them to try to preempt whatever statement that the attorney general is going to make tomorrow is absolutely ridiculous, and to inject Brian Robinson Jr. into it, it ain't got nothing to do with it, Carlin. It, it has nothing to do with it. So I, I, that's the part that seems incredibly tone-deaf to me. It's a complete lack of awareness. Nobody wants to hear that. People want to know exactly what's going on with this franchise, and we all, all understand some of the issues that are going on with crime in our country, and in D.C. in particular. But, Carlin, that doesn't mean that there aren't issues going on with the Washington commanders and issues that could potentially rise to something that you can prosecute individuals within the organization for. I, I, 
I, it's ridiculous. Chris, I'm kind of speechless, to tell you the truth. How, how, but here's the thing. How can you be a multi-billion dollar organization and come out with a statement like this? You you pay PR people millions of dollars. You pay attorneys millions of dollars. And this is what you come out with? This is it? You are using the shooting of a 23-year-old running back on your team in a political fight with the attorney general because they're pursuing other avenues in investigations in your organization. That's what you're doing. I I don't even know what to say, frankly. I, I'm afraid to say something at this point. Because Why are you afraid to say something? The word that comes to mind is evil. Yeah. That that's my problem. I, I I it's hard to know all the intentional facts, but when you put something like that statement out, tone deaf doesn't even begin to cover it for me. It doesn't. That's just I can't imagine being Brian Robinson this second seeing that. A story that was incredible. It's one of the feel-good moments of the NFL season when that kid came running back out of the tunnel in Washington at FedEx Field this year. That was an exciting moment for everybody around the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Why and, are we Why are we using that to deflect away from the misdeeds or the impropriety that's been happening in the organization? Here's the thing, Carlin. It's not just the D.C. Attorney General because I wanted to make sure I had my facts right with this situation. Back in April, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform recommended to the Eastern District of Virginia, the U.S. Attorney's Office, that they investigate the Washington commanders uh, for various incidents. And, of course, they also recommended to the state of Virginia and to D.C. the allegations of financial impropriety. So there are multiple investigations. There are a couple of states involved, and there's the federal government involved. And you're going to use Brian Robinson Jr.'s shooting to try to deflect attention away from what the hell your franchise did wrong? It's, that is unfair to the kid, and it's unfair to your fans. Why Why are you? Let's let the facts stand for themselves. Let's let them speak for themselves. You don't know what the hell the attorney general is going to come out with tomorrow. We're all waiting just like everybody else. But to try to get ahead of it in this way just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, it's it, disgusting. It's disgusting. That's the word. Disgusting is the word. And this this statement is beyond tone deaf. This statement is unimaginable that but, you but would here, do this. But here's, the, but here's the, the other part that bothers me about this, Carlin. Somehow, the Washington commanders, in all of the different things that have happened in that organization over the past two decades under Dan Snyder, somehow they're the victims Somehow the D.C. Attorney General is on a witch hunt. The Attorney General for the state of Virginia is on a witch hunt. The federal government is on a witch hunt. All of these former employees are out to get Dan Snyder and the commanders. Give me a break. At some point, there has to be some level of accountability for what was done wrong. And it has to go beyond hiring a new team president that just so happens to be the first black team president in the National Football League. It has to go beyond hiring Ron Rivera. It has to go beyond anything that you've done in terms of paying for the investigation by Beth Wilkerson. I'm sorry, the investigation where you didn't want a written report. It has to go beyond that. And now we're starting to see government agencies get involved and somehow you're being victimized? 
I, I and you're uh, going to actually use a player who was a victim of a violent crime to try to be the shield for all the slings and arrows that are going to come your way. I, I, I don't know what to do with it, Carlin, but I do know this. It's time for Dan Snyder to find somebody to buy this damn team and get him out of the NFL. Because for him to insist that they release a statement on the eve of whatever the D.C. Attorney General is going to come out just shows why he shouldn't be a part of the National Football League, and it shows why it's been hard for the NFL to do business in the DMV area. I I just, I, I'm really at a, at a loss for words. I can't get over the fact that it had reached the level where they would consider this the right course of action, to use the shooting of, of one of their own players earlier this year in a political fight to keep his team. I mean, you... Chris, I said it a few minutes ago when we were talking about a different owner. A lot of owners don't like to be told what to do and how to run their teams and businesses. And clearly, that's what's going on here. Look, he's on the way out now, Carlin. This this is it. He's on. He's, he, he, there's no place for him in the National Football League. There's no owner no. that can defend this. No. He's on the way out. No. Just just be, be on your way, sir. We didn't need this statement. Brian Robinson Jr. didn't Chris, ask you to do but, this. But be on your is, way. I, don't, I think it's going to get worse than this. If, if, if he's, he's already not, reached this level, he's not done. Well, he can't hold on to the team, Carlin. That's no, no, but I'm talking about him continuing to do stuff like this. He's not done. Well, listen, once he sells the team, nobody's going to care about what he has to say. He's just going to be another jerk with money. That's it. It's just when does that happen? Not soon enough. Not soon enough. That's the problem. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states. Or situations. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, let's welcome in our good bud, Courtney Cronin, who of course covers the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation and covered the Vikings as of last year. And Courtney, this is initially why we wanted to talk to you, but it was not just about uh, Justin Fields and the situation with uh, how he has played this year, but also with Minnesota and how they have turned to 7-1 and one this season. But I got to get your reaction. Have you seen the statement that the commanders just put out and if so what what is your immediate reaction to seeing that 
I did not see the statement. I'm actually embarking my way back into the city, so a little enlightenment would be awesome. Sure. Uh, we'll just read it again for those who have missed it, and it's uh, frankly a little bit remarkable that they would choose to put this out. But as we know, the Attorney General of D.C. tomorrow is having a press conference that is supposed to have a, quote, major announcement concerning the commanders. Here was the statement that they made to John Kime of ESPN NFL Nation, who covers the commanders, uh, within the last 20 minutes or so. Less than three months ago, a 23-year-old player on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C., today the Washington commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to make a, quote, major announcement related to the organization tomorrow. The commanders have fully cooperated with the AG's investigation for nearly a year. As recently as Monday, a lawyer for the team met with the AG who did not suggest at the time that he intended to take any action and, in fact, revealed fundamental misunderstandings of underlying facts. It is unfortunate that in his final days in office, Mr. Racine appears more interested in making splashing headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing the hard work of making the streets safe for our citizens, including bringing to justice the people that shot one of our players. So to be clear, he, the Washington commanders are citing the shooting of Brian Robinson earlier this year in their defense of anything else that they have done wrong. So Yeah, that's a stretch. That sounds like a, a pretty big stretch and gross whataboutism um, in that statement. I mean, I was there's a lot of words there that you read, Chris, that I couldn't really couldn't really put two and two together considering the statement. But that's just it just feels like it's another thing for the Washington Commanders that shouldn't surprise anybody, considering how that organization goes about conducting its business and truly feels at this point given what we found out from uh, the Snyders earlier this week with the firm that they hired to explore the possibilities of, you know, selling the team, that they can't possibly be far off because of how, you know, deep into this mess that that organization is. Well, yeah, with the D.C. Attorney General slated to make that huge announcement tomorrow, the possibility of selling the team now feels much more like an inevitability. But, Courtney, let's pivot to the team that you cover, the Chicago Bears, and – it was a heartbreaking loss, especially with how well Justin Fields played against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. But over the past three weeks, ever since that Monday night game against the New England Patriots, where Luke Getze decided to implement more quarterback design runs into the game plan, Justin Fields has had the highest QBR in the National Football League. And you're talking about him being third in passing touchdowns over that span with six What have you seen lately from Justin Fields, and what is the organizational philosophy in terms of building out the team around him moving forward? I mean, you see a quarterback that is not only gaining confidence in what he's being asked to do, but the scheme's being tailored to what he does best. And I think that running quarterbacks sometimes get a knock on them, that they're that that's the skill they have to tap into because they fundamentally struggle as pocket passers. But what we've seen from Justin Fields is that while his numbers aren't gaudy by any stretch, I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games or contend long-term averaging 148 yards passing per game, but he's getting better. And I think that how he's throwing the ball and in the situations 
where he's, you know, put in those situations to throw the ball. He's performing better under pass, under pressure, and, and truly his pass protection the last three weeks, like, has gone down. It hasn't been as good as it was, and it's not. it wasn't great by any stretch, but there was a lot the first couple weeks of the season. Are you blaming it on the offensive line? Are you blaming it on field holding onto the ball too long? I mean, he went from releasing the time to throw for him was 3.03 seconds weeks one through six to where he's at now, weeks seven through nine, where he's down 2.85 seconds. That's considerable improvement mm-hmm. to be able to shave off that much time on your release. And this, to me, is somebody who gets to the top of his drop now and realizes, like, you've got to be more decisive. It's either I'm letting this thing rip right now or I'm going to tuck and run. And you guys saw what he did against Miami when he was scrambling. And he has 42 scrambles this year. It's the most of any quarterback. And I think that, you know, that speaks to the strength of this offense. It's a rushing attack. And it's not just Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. The element that they get from Justin Fields is speed. It's physicality to hang in the pocket. He's tough. And on top of that, too, he's a real threat to extend drives. I mean, you look at his EPA uh, per drop back right now, he's eighth in the NFL versus the first six weeks he was 25th because Mm. – he can extend these drives in ways that he wasn't doing early on because they just weren't calling, uh, especially on some of the designed runs and, you know, the scramble attempts weren't going anywhere. Courtney, we're short on time. We can we have a ton more to talk to you about, so we will connect soon, but appreciate a few minutes. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, guys. Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What do we do, Canty? We make people money. That's next. Play of the night on the way. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. In case you missed the show yesterday, which is just unimaginable at this point, um, we once again hit on the parlay, and that was yeah. a little pucks. That was some hockey, yeah. courtesy of our friend Ryan Matlack. Wait, wait a minute. Now, I feel like I deserve oh, some you do credit too. in it. You yeah. do, too. You do, too. Because our because... Panarin over one and a half points last night against a rival in the Islanders yep. made a hell of a lot of sense to me. And we hit that quick. Yes. And we hit that very quick. The Breadman played well. Exactly. And then on the flip side, uh, he chimed in with uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, on the money line against the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. And we had to sweat that one out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we were puckered a little bit, big fella. But to be fair, on Matlack's point, he went after business as opposed to heart because he re- he hates rooting for the Canadians. Of course he does. He He's absolutely hates it. Yeah. So that brings us to tonight's, well, you know what it is. It's the play of the Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Uh, Canty, I'm going to go dealer's choice here. The two games that are on ESPN tonight. Yep. Nets, Knicks, and then the Lakers, Clippers. Battle for New York, battle for L.A. later on. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm going to hate watch my Lakers, so I'd say battle for L.A. And whatever you do, please, dear God in heaven, fade the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are three-point underdogs. Fade them. Fade them? Yeah. Is there anybody in total points you'd rather be, you want to be interested in hearing about? What's Anthony Davis's total points? 21 and a half. Under. <laughs> Plus 108? Yeah. Uh, do you want the Clippers uh, minus the three points? Yes. Okay. Clippers minus three. Uh, it's only at plus plus two fifteen right now, so they think it's pretty obvious on this parlay so far. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, anyone else uh, you'd rather uh, get into here? Rebounds. AD rebounds is nine and a half. No, the um, Los Angeles Lakers can't shoot, so there's going to be a ton of yeah. rebounds in this game. They how about, get how some about of them. Pat Beverly over three and a half rebounds? I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I can see that. Plus five thirty, bingo. There we go. There it is. That's got some. So juice once in again, it. it is the Clippers on the uh, Clippers minus three. It is under twenty one and a half points for AD, and it is over three and a half rebounds for Pat Beverly. That is your play of the day. It is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. That is brought to you by Indeed for hiring for any hiring need. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Canty, how about Jim Ursay today? Uh, lashing out at the suggestion that the Colts are tanking. Told Bob Kravitz of The Athletic, it's the most absur- absurd thing I've ever heard that we're tanking. That's BS. We're in this thing. 9-7-1 and one gets us in. No question about it. We're not tanking this year. Whoever says these things, that we're not playing quarterback Matt Ryan because we are efforting tanking that's all bs it's not true we're gonna do what it takes to win i don't know who people think we are they don't know us we don't tank in indianapolis but but you're going to take <laughs> you just hired a guy in jeff saturday who, who to his credit knows football he's been a consultant with your organization for the last couple of years but he hasn't coached in college or in the nfl you hired him to be the head man in the middle of the season, Carlin. And then you, ha- then you handed the play calling reins to somebody that was basically an Parks intern Frazier. two and a half years Parks ago. Parks Frazier, yeah, the assistant yes. quarterback. The assistant quarterback's coach. Yes. Parks Frazier. And before that was quality control two and a half years ago, which is basically an intern. No but, offense, but, but, quality control. But, Carlin, control. let's also keep this in mind. You benched Matt Ryan and made Sam Ellinger the starting quarterback. You said it's because of what you saw from Sam Ellinger in practice. But the real reason is... You don't want Matt Ryan to slip up and win a game that's going to cost you in your draft position. That's what this is. Let's call it what it is. Jim Ursay, you do not have to defend the decision to hire Jeff Saturday. It's fine. But coming out and saying 9-7-1 gets us in, that may well be true. But how the hell are you going to get to nine wins? That means you got to go 6-2 and in the remaining eight games, Carlin. Let me just just run down the schedule for you, Mm. okay? So Mm -hmm. you got the the Las Vegas Raiders on the road this weekend, all right? Mm -hmm. First week for Jeff Saturday on the job. Is it fair to say you're probably going to lose that game? Yeah. Okay. Then you've got the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Probably going to lose that one. Lost. Okay. You got a winnable game against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. All right. On the road against the Dallas Cowboys before your bye week. Good night. All right. Out of your bye week, the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Bye. Okay. Home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm, We'll see. Maybe. All right. On the road against the New York Giants. Loss. That's January 1st, Carlin. 
and then at home against the Houston Texans. Do you see six wins in there? Because I don't. I do not. I see two in a possible like we're playing spades. So, Jim Ursay, stop trying to defend the decision. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get a top five pick so you can get one of those quarterbacks. Uh, we need a new segment called Stop Talking. <laughs> And that has to be Why? Jim. That has to be Jim Ursay. Why? I Stop love it. It's talking. great for content, though. It's uh, great for content. As we told you earlier, the D.C. Attorney General's office emailed reporters regarding a press conference tomorrow, 1 p.m. Uh, the AG is going to make a major announcement related to the Washington Commanders, who put out a statement of their own just a little while ago that basically says uh, they used the shooting of their own player and Brian Robinson to deflect attention away from whatever it is the announcement is going to be. You should. Read that statement. And then, more NFL injury news. Kyler Murray, a projected non-participant in practice, now dealing with a hamstring issue. Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol. That's going to be a real barn burner this weekend. It really is. A real barn burner. <laughs> I mean, John Wofford, and I mean, I don't even remember who the Cardinals' backup who is, the backup is right now. quarterback for the Cardinals? I, give me a second. I'll find who out. Who is the Cardinals' Colt backup McCoy. quarterback? It's Colt McCoy. Yes, the fighting Colt McCoys. Let's yeah. go. This ain't the Giants playing in Seattle a couple of years ago. Yeah. This is, yeah. <laughs> Boy, this uh. has been, this has been a... Just, I wish I, you could fade both teams in that matchup. Uh, <laughs> is that possible? Like, no, I don't think you can. Maybe, somebody, going, maybe going under on points? Sportsbook should come up with that. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN Radio.